Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey map and 1080thefan.com. Hey, hey, hey! Happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland radio listeners. Hope you're having a wonderful start to your weekend. We'll check in with the most important person. It's Will Ortner, Ortner, what's going on, bud? Not much, man. Just hanging out on this beautiful Saturday, trying to figure out where I'm going to take my nap here soon. Oh, yeah? Uh, you doing uh, post-game today? Oh, not only am I doing post-game, I got to do... Uh, I'm the guy in here pressing the ones and twos during the home games. Okay, so... so I got to be back here at, uh, what, 12, 12.30? So you know we have a... Uh, well, I don't know if this is the proper term for it, but it uh, is uh, behind the scenes called the Milk Room. Yeah, I, I'm well aware. Luke, or not Luke, you're yeah, Luke. Yeah, that's Will, me. That's last me. time uh, that I slept in the station, got very mad that I did not sleep in there. He, yeah. he took it upon himself to not only show me where it was, but to teach me the proper uh, spots to sleep in oh, said room. Has he used the milk room to sleep? He's not here often enough, I would think. It would be weird if he had, but, I mean, you know what? Maybe that's a great place. Get in a fight. You end up needing to find somewhere to sleep. Cheaper than a hotel. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I certainly wouldn't put it past him. I did make the suggestion that we need hammocks strategically Ooh. placed around this building. I think that's a pretty good way to go. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a, it's a windowless room uh, in the uh, interior of the building. I think that's I think that's your spot. Everything else, pretty sure has windows. It's either it's either the the men's room, the ladies' room. Mm-hmm. There's nobody using the ladies' rooms on Saturdays. 
uh, that I know of around here. You'd be here. surprised. There have been some people that have caught me off guard where I've thought I was Wait, all alone. In the ladies' room? No. Very no. Confused. No, 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 no. Just yeah. in the station. I, sure. When it no, is a Saturday. No, there's people around. Right. Well, I like to have the door open, but, you know, sometimes when I got to talk on the post game, I can't have people walking in. Yeah. And I've had many a time where I've been in here talking and I've had someone walk over to the door and say, Hey, Will, by the way, I'm in here. Just don't get surprised. Like, I'm on air. Like, please don't talk to me while I'm on air. See the red light here, homie? (laughs) Like, just wait till the red light's off, and then I'll say hi to you. Like, I'm glad to see you. I'm happy you're here. Yeah. No, there's people around. Uh, They're just mostly uh, male. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) the the, the ladies' room, I think, is a safe option. The milk room, I think, is a safe option. Well, there's a, uh, in, in that studio, there's a couch. There is a couch in this studio, but there, but there are windows in here. Uh, yeah, but no one's like no one's yeah. doing the show in there. The pregame show that's live from Eugene. It so is. I don't have to worry about. Is that, that. is that uh, is that the uh, rustical taking care of that one? Uh, I think it is the rustical. He'll, yeah, he'll show up here in yeah, what, hour and a half. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. So um, this couch also is this. Is that the uh, Ken Jung Un? There's something over it. Is that the Ken Jung Un pillow? It's not Ken. I'll tell you or right Kim. now. It's not Ken. Ken. It's it's Kim it's for just sure. Ken. Yeah, I I may or may not have slept on the on Kim. Yeah, uh, okay, that, there you go. That had to happen you, you on, on Mister Uner. There. Snuggle up. Uh, yeah. Is he the greatest golfer of all time, or is that what's uh, Kim Jong Il? I think it's Un. I think Un, Il, and Trump are all together on yeah. the greatest golf rounds what? ever in the history of man. I thought that it was the old man, Kim, that was, uh, he went out, played, and shot like a, a 17 somehow on 18, 18 holes. Yeah. It was <laughs> first round ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never first played. round ever. Have hold you ever one, played uh, their their video game? No, there was there used to be on like some crappy website the Kim Jong Un or Kim Jong Il golf, okay. and no matter what you did, no matter how you hit it, no matter which way you it's hit it, it was a hole in one no That's matter what. Good. That's pretty fantastic. <laughs> I do remember playing uh, Tiger Woods golf. Ooh, me too. Uh, but I only played it like once. Yeah, it's, it was it's not fun. a great game. Uh, mm-hmm. Big fan of Mario Golf. Uh, but here's the thing. Is I got like I got two hole in ones the first round of Tiger Woods golf that I ever played and it, my buddy had just gotten it I think it, I don't know if it was PlayStation or PlayStation Two yeah but it was early on like the original and like the first hole in one my, my buddy like, I've never seen one of those it is amazing what a shot and I got another one later in the round I'm like this game's boring and I never played it was it was genuinely not fun so I'm with Kim Jong Il where if you're gonna get too many hole in ones kind of boring. Yeah, that's kind why, of boring. Why play? Yeah, exactly. I like I like the challenge of it. I did almost get um, so I was in Florida last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at the PGA National Resort, so where they play the Honda Classic. Yeah, and uh, got a chance to play the Champions Course. Uh, well, got the chance. I paid too much money to play the Champions Course, and uh, the Bear Trap, the final stretch, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen, all uh, have too much water. Uh, but 15 is the, you know, the stone-walled, uh, water-protected uh, green. And I almost did the uh, hole-in-three. Oh. Where I put the first one in the water, then took a second one, and uh, landed it quite close. It ended up finishing, uh, like, 10 feet from the pin. But, yeah, the two guys I was playing with, a couple dentists from Rhode Island I was randomly paired with, were like, oh, you almost got the hole-in-three. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want the hole-in-three. No, like, that'd be the worst thing ever. Um, 
Hole in three has to be the worst thing ever. Or you shoot the provisional just in case. Oh, and then you then don't you find, find yeah. the original. <laughs> find the other. Hole in three. I don't know if it'd be the worst. It'd no, be, that sucks. It does suck. It's like kissing your sister. It's, it's very, like it's a tie. Yeah. It's, it is a tie in sports, <laughs> and especially to be like it would because I do not have a hole in one uh, on my resume, so that mm. would have been about as close as uh, uh, well. No, I've, I've been close to a hole in one. I have a grandfather with six. Do you really? He has six. Yeah. Yes. How many do you have? Uh, that would be zero. Yeah, zero, zero. Yeah. Um, but well, hey, he lives on a golf course, so yeah, good for him. He's I think he's had two on the same hole, but every every other one's all different holes. Yeah, all of them driver on three par three. Are they really? <laughs> yeah. There was a story years and years ago, and I I, I I hope that I'm remembering it correctly, but uh, it was. It was a guy that played golf his whole life, and then his wife decided to pick it up, and they're both like in their 80s. And so it was down in Salem, Oregon, and mm-hmm. she gets up on her first hole ever and pulls out driver on like 120 yards or whatever it was and just rolled it right down the fairway, right into the cup. First hole. Like this uh, first is, hole. This sport is easy. Who yeah. cares? And then the, old, then the old man killed himself. No, that, I don't think that's <laughs> That makes sense. Yes. I don't think that's true. I would uh, be done. There was an early hole-in-one at um, uh, Bandon, opened uh, Sheep Ranch. Would oh, have been yeah. in June 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, that summer, a gal got a hole in one on, I want to say it's 16. So 16 is the cliffside uh, par three. And so mm-hmm. the green just kind of hangs out over the Pacific Ocean and you got the whole thing. Whatever. She got up there. The wind was going so fast. She's like, I don't know what to do with this. So he's like, just putt it. Like the fair, there's a, there's all fairway. And she rolled in a 130 yeah. yard putt. What an incredible putt. Do you oh, brag just, about you And there's to. a video. That one's on video, and it's just, oh, dude, yeah. Are you I, I kidding me? I think I know what you're talking about. You have to brag about that. But does it make you kind of sad at some point that your only hole-in-one ever is on a trick shot putt? No, because name somebody else has that has their only one. It, and the thing is, it's on a legitimate hole. And I don't yeah. know if she had a caddy or whatever, but it's like, it's... The the one that would get me is I've come close. I've I've bounced it off the bottom of the stick at Edgefield on a fifty yard par three. You knocked it off the bottom. Oh yeah. Well, so I've done that twice. Like I hit the, I've hit the bottom of the stick. Uh, the other one. So the the first time I did that was at like a fifty yard par three. Like right. you've played Edgefield. It's pitch and putt. Like is that 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 still counts? Counts. Okay. That counts in my book. I oh, think fair I think a Muni short par three. Yeah. It's fun, like Heartwood. Well, R.I.P. R.I.P. Cedars. R.I.P. Green Mountain. Right. R.I.P. Southwest Washington Golf. All all of those courses, those short par three, nine-hole courses that you used to, like, teach your cousin who's never played before. you ever play the Boyers? No, I've never. I think those all count. I think the hole-in-one counts anywhere. Okay. If you get it, it counts. The closest I've come to a hole-in-one was at Coeur d'Alene. And I want to say it was a fifth hole. And the green was, it kind of looked like a fidget spinner. Like, it just had three points where it just kind of propped out. And the front left is where the uh, the pin was, but there was a little rock formation right in front of the flag. Mm. And we were playing out there, and uh, I was playing with the tournament, like, what was he? Tournament director, group sales guy, my brother, and we had a caddy. And I hit first. And it was only like 104, 110, something like that. wasn't wasn't terribly far. Yeah, yeah. But I just hit the ball just straight up the elevator shaft. Like it is, like I just hit it like 
like I think I hit a 54 degree wedge mm-hmm. straight up and it's coming down bombing straight at the pin and everybody's like oh man that's going to be on it and we were watching you can't see the bottom of the flag stick but we see the flag move yeah so you're like it's and right so, there and well Everybody's like, it's in. I get in the caddy's like, that's in. Everybody just and but everybody else has to hit and they spray shots all over the place. And and uh I mean within the vicinity of the green, but nothing else is close. And the caddy just starts running down there as soon as the last guy hits. And he just looks at me and he just holds his hands over his mouth. And we walk down there, there's a foot. It's a, a foot. foot. Oh. That's brutal. Uh, yeah. So that's as close as I've ever been to a hole. That's brutal. And that would have been the that would have been a course. That would have been a course to do. That would have been that would have been better than Edgefield. But yeah, yes. hole in three on the bear trap at PGA National. I'd be okay. It's a little bit of kissing your sister. It's a little bit of kissing your sister. Because like I've never. But like it's not like it's not close. like I completely shanked the first. I just hit a little short. Just a, I didn't quite get everything. And I knew it. it. Like so I I had an eight iron in my hand mm-hmm. and I just I was like. I just didn't get all of it. And so I went back up and hit the same club, too. Because that's the other thing. You can go, I go, I just didn't have enough club. And then you go and switch and do the whole thing. I just went up there. I'm like, I can hit that better. And I hit it a lot better. Hit it a lot better. But that was my whole whole day. The back nine was absolutely awful for me. Everything hit the water. And uh, I saw at least one gator. I went down to the water. I'm like, I'm not looking for that one. So I had a couple other ones went near the water. I'm like, "Uh, I think I'm okay. That one's gone. Yeah, the first first time I went down there, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see. He's just eyes and nose poking out. I'm like, I don't want any part of that. You're not going to, what is it? Is it Chubbs? Is that the guy's name in Happy Gilmore? You're not losing a hand for (laughs) a golf ball? No, no, no. I don't need any part of that. Chubbs. You took Chubbs' hand. One-eyed gator. (laughs) I got the gator as your present. Ah! (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh, that's a great movie. That's great. The the best thing about Happy Gilmore is I have a 10-year-old. 11, 10 year old nephew, mm. very much into Happy Gilmore. He's learning. Oh, yeah. He's a big I, I think that's right around where I watched, started getting into the Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. It's the perfect a, age. There's a lot of Adam Sandler movies out there now to choose from, and not yeah. all of them are as good as Happy Gilmore. Happy no. Gilmore is one of those where it's like Happy Gilmore, Waterboy. Yeah. Well, so Happy Gilmore or Caddyshack. I've never seen Caddyshack. Oh, so you're you're way too young. See, I, I think I am I am lean more Happy Gilmore than Caddyshack, and mm-hmm. to to uh, people of the older generation, they would call that uh, heresy. You haven't even seen it. Yeah, see? I, I, see, it's been long established my viewpoint. I'm not going back that far to watch it. Adam Sandler, he's a key and integral part of my childhood. I understand that. Rodney Dangerfield, I think uh, I think you and you and he would get along just fine. I'm aware. I watched yeah. a uh, a Sam is it Morrill or Morial? Um he did an interview with a podcast that I like and he talked about some funny Rodney Dangerfield jokes. So I went back through and yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've looked up some YouTube clips. He's a funny guy. Yeah, but uh, I I think you can get behind Caddyshack. I'm not saying Caddyshack bad. I'm just saying Happy Gilmore over slight edge it's more my humor plus you've yeah. got claire dunphy in there it's like yeah. let's go oh hey i'm not mad not mad at that that's, Vir- that's virginia venice sneaky claire uh, dunphy if you go back and look at all the old early uh, adam sandler movies uh all the all the gals double v's oh i didn't know that yeah veronica vaughn Virginia Bennett. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what the gal's name is. Well, little Nikki. In every yeah. movie, he always has the hot wife or the oh. hot mistress or yeah. the hot girlfriend. Yeah. He's it, like, in one movie, Adam Sandler is getting Jennifer Aniston and Brooklyn Decker. Like, no chance. 
I think Adam Sandler does pretty well. But yes, uh, you're, you're one if, if you're helping cast movies, yes, I understand. But uh, if you're helping cast the movie, yeah, well, you just kind of go, hey, I'm doing pretty well with these movies. You should be movie. I respect it. Uh, hey, do you want to uh, you want to talk some sports? Let's do it. Let's. Uh, I need to get I need to get your breakdown on uh, on last week. It was. Uh, I think it was as good of a college football game as I've watched. Uh, yeah, it was pretty fantastic. The only reason, and I'm, I think people that know uh, that uh, that listen to this program, I'm not the biggest Ducks fan. I'm also not the biggest Huskies fan. Mm-hmm. I I do root uh, Pac-12 uh, when it was a thing, but uh, but the the reason I'm upset Camden Lewis missed that kick, I just wanted more football. I want them still to be playing. That's kind of what I want, but it's I want to get a seven day long game. You know, I'd be okay with that. That was it was really good. Maybe uh, maybe I'm out to lunch here a little bit, or maybe I was delirious uh, from playing uh, too much golf that day. But uh, I do need to get your breakdown on on that game, the game that was, and that's how we get you started for uh, this week is by looking back to last week. We do that next. You're listening to a show called The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080, the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. No, Will Darkins. I believe he is back uh, next week. We will uh, have the band back together. But very happy to have Will Ortner in uh, this morning with us. Uh, last weekend, uh, very weird being on the East Coast and watching uh, sports. I don't know if you've uh, spent much time I've done on, it, actually. on the right coast. But uh, waiting until 3.30 for the Ducks to kick off was throwing me off the entire time. Because I'm like, oh, it's a 12.30 game. We've got that. I'm like, oh, no, never mind. Three hours. Uh, arriving in Florida Friday evening, 10 p.m., and going, oh, I can still get kickoff for the uh, for the Colorado Buffalo and the Stanford Cardinal. And then watching the first half and getting into midnight going, I'm not staying up any later. This is a route. And then waking up the next morning to find out that after midnight they lost in double overtime. Come on. It's a very weird experience. 
But here I am uh, sitting in a bar in Florida watching the end of Oregon, Washington, and everybody that I talked to from all around the country, we were out there for a, a conference, so it was people from all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, everybody was just all in on that game. And this is this is where I think we finally can look back and, and go, dude, Larry Scott, George Klyavkov, college football as a whole has done a disservice by not keeping the Pac-12 together. I know that Washington and Oregon are both in the Big Ten, and they're going to be there with USC and with, uh, what's the other one, UCLA, that no one cares about. <laughs> but it, the fact that SMU will be playing Stanford next year and Colorado won't because they're both in the ACC. It's 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 very unfortunate. I, the Pac-12 has been I think and you know, I might be out to lunch just cuz I'm I'm biased, but I think it's been the most competitive conference over the last 7 8 years in college football. And I'm not saying that it's been the best conference. It certainly hasn't had the best teams, but any team can win any given week. Did you have anybody have Stanford winning that game at all, let alone at halftime? Right. And then having that Washington-Oregon game where you finally have two teams that are really good, mm-hmm. that game was outstanding. Uh, what was your thought on uh, on, on the game? Did, did Dan Lanning blow it and he should be fired? No. I, <laughs> I, the amount of Duck fans that Buck, Jordan, and I had to talk off the ledge on Saturday morning was a bit ridiculous. I was sitting there with another Duck fan, they and I'm like, he's him. going for it on fourth down. Yes. You yes. do not want, and I don't care what anybody says, you do not want to give Mike, Michael Penix the ball, no. whether he has 98 yards or he has nine yards. You do not want Washington to have the ball in that situation. No matter how much you trust your defense, let your Heisman Trophy candidate mm-hmm. quarterback, who has been a decision-making machine, get you the three yards. Right. Now, I would like to see him run a better play on third down where they could be a one-yard play, but neither here nor there. Well, but, I mean, come on. at that third down play, that's a horrible block by your right tackle. It really right was. Tackle, it was just poor execution. It if, wasn't your, a, yeah. if your right tackle gets in front of his defensive end, there's a hole there. You probably don't even have to worry about it. The only fourth down decision that I didn't love from Lanning was at the end of the half. Okay. I think at the end of the half, you take the points there because yep. then it is a one. It's literally a one point game, but you get the ball back. Yeah. If you don't score like you did, and then UW goes down and scores, it's still a one score game because it's only an eight point game, right? Yep. yep. So that's my only one that I had an issue with because Monday morning quarterback, everyone's going to go, well, why didn't Lanning kick the three points the next time he was in the red zone? Well, because he was down eleven points. <laughs> yes. Why would you kick and get three points there when UW can easily just get the ball, go down, score a touchdown, and now you're down 15? So you didn't really do anything, right? I get why he went for it on fourth down there. The last one, okay, you punt the ball to Michael Penix, so he goes 20 more yards. And how much time was left? There was uh, was two minutes minutes left. There was more than it. It was like two two and a half minutes. Right. It's college football. After two minutes in the fourth quarter and the second quarter, the clock stops for every first down. Yeah. They had plenty of time. Yeah. Go for it on fourth down there. If you complete that pass, it's over. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then and then you run out the clock and and we're not even having this conversation about making the decision. And and every right. everybody on the opposite is going, "Oh, I love the aggression. I love the aggr-. 
It's if you punt, he's going to get ripped for being a coward. Yeah, I would well, rather have an aggressive coach than a coward. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that happens too is you don't have as much time on the clock if they do go down and score, where they put themselves in position to tie the game. Right. This is this is what you want is if you're going to give up a score, give it where your time team has time to respond, which is exactly what they did. So it worked out, except a little wide right. Right. And you put your you put yourself in a spot. Everyone's like, "Well, you should have kicked it earlier, because then your kicker would know that you trust him." That's so dumb. That's not how <laughs> brains work. There's never been a kicker in the history of the world that was like, "Man, coach didn't let me kick it when yeah. we were down by eleven, so now he doesn't trust me." Like he's putting your ass out there. He trusts you, dude. He's been the kicker there for seventeen years. Never like, leaving. Come, come on, yeah. It's so. Him and Cam McCormick, they keep finding extra <laughs> years of eligibility. I did hear the rumor that uh, that Kiefer and uh, and. Uh, um, What's his name? Uh, Cam Rising uh, are both petitioning possibly for a seventh year if they can get a medical exemption for missing this year. Rising is back for a seventh year. I heard that this morning. Might as uh, well. Dari Mel. I was like, wait, is that really a thing? Uh, Cam McCormick's on year eight. Yeah, why not? Cam McCormick is the same age as me. I've been out of college football for two <laughs> years, and I played for freaking six. If you could still play college football, would you? I know you didn't want to go to Canada. Yeah. I know you don't want yeah. to play in the arena league, but if you could still be playing college football, you would. Dude, if I could put on high school pads. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you figure it's stronger we, than We joke about that all the time at uh, <laughs> at some of our coaches' meetings. So I was I was talking with uh, a, a friend of mine uh, has a 12-year-old son who's yeah. football crazy, and that's all he wants to do is Beautiful. play football, right? Love and, it. and so every time I see him, I'm just popping him and just kind of giving him like these little and, – and I, I always tell him, I go, I go, you realize I have to get my shots and now because you're going to be bigger, stronger, and faster than me. Mm -hmm. What grade level? I'm 42 years old. What grade level do I go and actually still win? By yourself? Yeah, like if I go like like one-on-one Like I don't think I'm starting a high school football game. I think I'm too slow. I think it depends the high school football game you're playing. Yeah, you think I, you think I've I seen play? some pretty tough high school football this year. That's what like like tough to watch. Yeah. Oh, so you think I can play for Hawkinson? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Not saying. my boys. No. But, uh, <laughs> I've got good maybe, hands. Maybe Columbia White Salmon. I've got I've got good hands. I could play quarterback. May, maybe I, Stevenson. I could probably play quarterback for one of the Gorge schools. <laughs> I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not running. I don't need a position where I can run. I'm definitely not kicking. We talked about that. Right. Right, the show, right. show. I don't have the talent, but I feel like I could probably sling it and read a defense better than some of these dumb kids. You could probably throw it around there. Oh, yeah, that's that's the only thing that I'm doing. But I'm, I'm I think uh, you still could. Okay, all right. So I could play some high school. I'm not playing any any level of college. There's no question about that. So, uh, but you're giving me credit that I could go if I if yeah, I. If I think I, you could play strong one B one one B. All right, all right, all right. That'd be. Uh, the, the, get the one kid that could catch it. Just be like, all right, just be a right. man. You gonna... you go deep. <laughs> get the really fast kid. You, well, you will you be deep. my will you be my tight end? Yeah, dude, yeah. I'll, I'll block for you. No, I, no, you be my oh, tight you end. You'll be running routes. Yeah, yeah. Can you catch? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I, it's you think those children can tackle me? That, this is my thought, dude. There's yeah, no like, if, if I get a target of your size, and we're just we're running. We're here's what we're doing. We're running an option play every time. Your option is the curl, yeah, the, the cross or the out. That's it. I'm just running open space. I'm trying. That's what I'm saying. No, yeah, yeah. There's no no routes. Well, listen, it's it's 
We but we just need to be on the same page. Here's the read. You're right. going in. You're going out. You're stopping. Right. That's it, man. Perfect. I'm just hitting you. Yeah, just Perfect. just settle in. If they're, if they're playing man, we're doing the curl every time because that kid that kid at uh, you know five foot ten, 130 pounds uh, playing for Lyle. Yeah. I don't think he's stopping you, homie. <laughs> I think what we do is we rank. All of the GSHL teams that you and I could be added All to right. where we improve the team. All right. Now, now here's the question is, is we have to put here, here's, here's the other thing. What, what administration is dumb enough to think that we're high school students? Hey, hey guys, we're hip. We're with it. That's right. Like, we, I feel like you might be able to pull it off a little bit better than I. Hello, but, my fellow But students. you have male pattern baldness. Yes. That's, I have too much testosterone. I am bald. Yes. I, I can shave the beard. You know what we say? Well, I'm, I'm going to refrain on that. Oh, I might get in trouble for that. Yeah. You know. But, you know what we do? We get a wig. There we you get go. a wig. Yeah. I think we could find a halfway decent wig. Or right. I wear lots of hats. Okay. And right. I think we'll be okay. We'll get a uh, we'll get the documentary film crew out there. And we'll I see how long 12. we last. Do it. What kind of trouble do you get in if you impersonate a high school student? I'm not taking anybody to prom. I'm not doing any of that. I impersonate, I impersonate a teacher pretty frequently. Yeah, that's a fair point. We you both know, are impersonating I, on air personality. I have right not now. gotten in trouble for that yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after uh, after one loss, Oregon not eliminated. No, they have everything uh, out in front of them. You win the amount of good teams you have to play the rest of the way, and you'll probably get another shot to yep. avenge your one loss. Yeah. You can get in. We get a rematch. But the question is, how bumpy is the road? Two-game losing streak for Washington State. Uh, I don't think a team that you sleep on, uh, even at home. So what to expect this afternoon? We will do that next. But first, we have a Sports Center update. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Dinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Meat puppets? Yeah, that's what it says on here. That's right. I'm not gonna lie, I I, I did take the Danny and Dusty uh, oh music because we we don't 
have you guys don't have music on here. Uh yeah, well everything's been kind of reset, so we need to go back in there and do it. But uh yeah, uh Kirk and Kurt Kirkwood meat puppets. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard of the meat puppets. You've never heard of the meat puppets. Uh no, I've never heard about the meat or their their puppets. Yeah, I well, I wasn't know. aware. Yeah. I'm assuming it's a grunge band. Uh yeah, yeah, they would be a grunge band. Uh I think their most famous uh, uh appearance anywhere was uh they were um guest musicians on uh, the Nirvana Unplugged set. They came out and did a few of their songs with Kurt Cobain. And hung out, and then that song "Backwater" is there probably. Uh, that's the that's a big one. That's well, a big big one. Well, look, of course, I went in, and we just got done talking about Oregon U Dub. Yeah, smart. So I went and got grunge music uh, because we're talking about Seattle. Classy, classy stuff. Very, smart, very smart man. Smart guy. Uh, so speaking of uh, Oregon and Washington, uh, they are among the teams that play college football. Yeah. They're among the teams that still exist in uh, what is a, uh, a decaying Pac-12. Fraudulent uh, league. A league in hospice. <laughs> a league in That's very good. I like that. Uh, but they both play today, which is which is delightful. I, I can't figure out how they schedule the times for these games. We've got, this will be uh, two in a row for the Oregon Ducks playing at 1230. They've and, had a lot of 1230 games. And then they play next week at 1230 against Utah. Ooh, I love that. Do you? Yeah, well, because... Do you know what time this show starts? I have to, starts? Yes, but I have to do the post-game. Yeah, it's good, good for post-game, the, the noon 30 is a lot better than... The 7.30 p.m. The 7.30 p.m. Leaving here at 2 in the morning is, is an interesting... It's an interesting time. Yeah, well, it's a, yeah, it's a, definitely a um, odd... Uh, Odd neighborhood uh, to be in. I don't know if you saw the, if you drove past the car that yes. had uh, the door just wide open and uh, clearly broken into last night. But Yeah, that was that uh, was uh, blaring and beeping. Oh, yeah. it wasn't? No, it wasn't beeping and blaring when I got here. You uh, just got here a little bit earlier than I They just left it there. Just door open, though. Door open. Yeah. Clearly smashed. Yep. Uh, there's yeah. another There's another one, uh, I think, just right on the side of the building with a smashed window that's just parked here, which is great. The tents are back underneath the Fremont Bridge, right. which the, is nice. Lots of people were... Um, Walking on, like on and around the freeway as oh, I was good. getting off. Nice. Uh, that was not fun for me. Yeah, because it's like, oh, what? Like, what are you about to do? Yeah, yeah. Don't go crazy and dive in front of the like, car. Please stay away. Yeah. It's four in the morning. Leave me alone. So you don't have to worry about that today. You don't have to worry about that uh, mm-hmm. next week. Uh, Washington State makes the trip to Eugene, and over the last however many. Years, it feels like Washington State has made it very difficult on the Ducks. Even when the Ducks uh, were great, good to great, right. uh, Washington State still comes in, gives them troubles. Uh, the other games that you got in the Pac-12 today, Utah-USC should be great. That game, uh, again, is where the preview is where I heard Cam Rising. He's going to come back next year. He'll just, ah. I mean, at this point, if I was Cam Rising, that's what I'd be asking for. Yeah. But uh, two one-loss teams playing uh, today and USC coming off a trouncing uh, last week at the hands of Notre Dame. So mm-hmm. see if they bounce back or if Utah can continue. I mean, 5-1 and one with out your quarterback, pretty good. Right. Well, and good. you literally have the antithesis of each team. Like, Oh, yeah, D- all defense. All offense. Yep. All defense. Yeah. I, I don't think Caleb Williams plays as bad as he did against Notre Dame. I don't think he can. 
that was <laughs> like you saw him be mortal for the first time in his entire career. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. Totally. And, he, and like it's a worse game that he played in high school or college so far. So, yeah, it's been I think he'll come out and he'll be good. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't be surprised by that. 730 p.m. kicks for your other two Pac-12 games. Uh, Arizona State at Washington uh, feels like that's uh, an Arizona State team that has some talent but doesn't have any of it together. No. Um, and then UCLA uh, still hanging out in the top 25 at 25, uh, taking out Stanford, who's coming off of a big win. So those are your two 7.30 p.m. kicks, which um, I don't think you have to stay up tonight. No, I, I don't nice. think you do. Right. Well, and like Beaver fans, you're on your bye weeks. So you get a nice little uh, yep. Saturday reprieve. I, I think the Beavers have the best bye week uh, because you really. Colorado s- needs a bye week. They need a bye week bad. <laughs> but you don't want to have a bye week too late in the year. You yep. don't want to have a bye week too early. You have it right here, basically smack dab in the middle. Yep. And then you've got all your big games. They're still coming up ahead. Oregon State, when DJU is on and can play competent QB play, be accurate with the football, they're a darn good football. And just keep it simple for him, right? It's right. just like it's yeah, it's it's interesting because you've got you've got Arizona coming on, you've got Colorado that has been obviously the focal point of all the energy of all the viewing of it. But they're they've got they're already got four wins, uh, which I think is more they than beat pe- their total. That, yeah. that people predicted. Oregon State's still a one loss team. So I, I it's it's definitely and well and UCLA well not UCLA, who's the other uh, by team? I'm missing somebody that is uh my brain is not working. Um, Cal, Cal. Uh, Cal is kind of an afterthought. So, yeah. but you've got you've got three teams on bye weeks that I think are very interesting in the Pac-12. But the two games that matter most: Washington State at Oregon, Utah at USC. So let's stick with the game that we'll have right here on 1080 The Fan. What do you expect? Like, what does Washington State have to do to get the ship righted? They have to get Cam Ward back to being uh, early in the season Cam Ward and not last year Cam Ward. Uh, Coming into, going into that Oregon State game and after that Oregon State game before they went into their bye, what Cam Ward was doing was he was being smart with the football. He was basically doing the old school Mike Leach of just throw it to the guy who's open. I don't care if he's (laughs) 20 yards down the field. I don't care if he's two yards down the field. I don't care if he's in the backfield. Throw it to the guy who's open and trust that he will make plays and make people miss. And that's what Cam Ward was doing. And then he was being smart when he knew, like, hey, I need to run the football here. I need to make this decision. I'm going to tuck the ball away. I'm going to be smart with the football. And he wasn't creating a lot of turnovers. What you've seen since their bye week, he's not taking the open guys. He's trying to hit too many big plays. And then he's not being smart when he does try to run, right? He's running careless with the football. Or he's making a decision to run the ball when he has guys that are open and he only gets two or three yards that's adding extra hits to his body that he doesn't need. When Cam Ward is on and he is hitting the guys that he needs to hit, the guys that are open, and he tucks it and runs to give that extra element, but he does it in a smart way, kind of like how Patrick Mahomes does for the Kansas City Chiefs. When Mahomes runs, he knows it's the last option, but it's the best option. Cam Ward at times seemed to be running just to run, just to try and get his feet active, right? So if Cam Ward can go back to the way he was playing in the Oregon State game and before then... All of a sudden, this game gets a lot more difficult for the Ducks. If you have Cam Ward that he's been playing the last two weeks where he's a little turnover happy, he doesn't make smart decisions, you're looking at another game that could possibly look like that Colorado game for the Ducks where, hey, maybe it's a big game. Oh, it's over by the second quarter. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm just looking at this. Uh, this is on the Score mm-hmm. app, and Ooh. I was I was glancing at this this morning, and I don't know where these numbers come from because I don't know how much has, there's this many college football teams. But we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. I've got Oregon's offense 558 yards per game, second. Yeah, passing yards 11th, rushing yards 19th, points first, mm-hmm. third down conversion 11th. Defense. I've got Oregon forty fourth. I've got I've got Washington State's defense listed as two hundred and twenty third. That seems a bit surprising, but they've had some high scoring games. I mean, they got blown out by Arizona. The yep. Oregon State game, even though they won that, that's a high scoring game. You have to remember, Oregon has played Portland State. No, no, yeah, I understand. Hawaii, yeah. Colorado. They held a zero. Yeah. Uh, the passing defense for Washington State is 238th. I don't know how many teams they're putting into this, uh, but that does not feel good. So, I mean, just looking at, they've, they've all played enough games mm-hmm. that you know I, what they are. I think we can kind of figure this out. Are you giving Washington State any chance in this game? If Cam Ward goes out and plays like he did in the first two weeks and Oregon comes out slow because they're still dwelling on the UW loss, then all of a sudden you're looking kind of like last year where it's the fourth quarter and it's a one-score game. If I'm an Oregon fan, what I'm looking for this week is can Oregon jump on WSU? If they jump on WSU and throttle them early, that tells me they know what the main objective is, but that also tells me that they're not going to let UW beat them twice. Dan Lanning and I are pretty close. We've played one shot of golf together. There you Um, go. So, you know. I think close personal friends. I think we can. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair to say. In right? your five. Yeah, I ch- I chatted in a group conversation about beer, and then I stood there while he talked to a much larger group of people. So I feel like I feel like he and I are pretty close. Um, Best buds. I do not expect him to be the type of coach that allows your team to come out slow in this one. How many times did he go for fourth down in this game? In the last one, he went for no, in this game. Oh, in, in this, this in this, in game? this today, how he many might times? Do it it, first drive, just as an <laughs> fu to everybody, just on a percentage basis. If he's within fourth and four, I think one hundred percent he'll go for it and just I, be like this. I right. think he's just going. I, I very much. I'll be, I'll be very surprised if this team comes out at all flat or with any sort of conservative game plan. I just expect. What I know of Dan Lanning, at least what I've seen, how fired up he was, both you know on the sideline against Washington, uh, in in the uh, in all of the hits that he had during the Colorado game. I don't think he uh, I don't think he takes a day off, right. and I certainly don't think they take a game off. You've got a Washington State team that is down, and you do not want to let them get going. Right. So yeah, I'd be very very surprised if this goes any way other than the Ducks just going and winning comfortably. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's going to be total domination. I think I think Cam Ward is insanely talented, but the I think the danger for Washington State is this in this is mm-hmm. if they get behind and you see the Cam Ward that is trying to make every play a hero play, which is really what it's been. Yes. When they were throwing the ball downfield in the early first four games when they were they were still winning, uh, he was he was connecting. I think he had eight touchdowns, no interceptions on passes over ten yards of of air flight or whatever the mm-hmm. hell they call it. Uh, in the last two games, he has thrown three picks on those passes and no intercept and no touchdowns. So my guess is if you get a little bit of a lead and you have a quarterback with a confidence issue right now, and he's trying to make plays to win the game, every play, it's going to get ugly for him. 
Right. If he doesn't do that, I still think Oregon wins the game. But it's it's something that you need to kind of start riding the ship. So if, if Washington State can play this game competently, mm-hmm. watch out for the rest of their schedule. If they get housed, watch out for the rest of <laughs> the rest of your opponents is what I would say if you're a Coug fan. That's right. always my thought. Right. Couldn't couldn't agree more there. It's what Cam Ward do you get? And unfortunately, he's got a little bit of a, a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Well, I, I think even if you get great Cam Ward, I think Oregon's the better team. They just they're just more yeah. balanced. I think that the I think you're going to get uh, most drives uh, for the Oregon Ducks are going to end in scores. And even if you have most of your drives uh, for Washington State doing it, I just don't think you can keep up this. It's a pretty high octane uh, Oregon team. Yeah. And, no, and no, I, Coach Stein has that offense humming. Yeah. Should be fun to watch uh, that game, uh, 12 30 kick. You will get Ducks game day at eight with uh, it. Did I hear you say that Dusty's not on? No, Dusty. Uh, I said dirt and Anthony, Anthony Newman. Yeah. Sometimes Dusty does does it sometimes dusty doesn't so here's what i've I've got dusty dirt and anthony newman so then dusty must be doing it that's what i've got on my sheet because sometimes he does well he does the sidelines for the ducks games yeah he's there he's everywhere will be there dusty dirt and and anthony newman will bring you the ducks game day jerry and georgie uh, at 10 30 for the pregame then a 12 30 kick so just leave it on the fan all day uh speaking of things that we have for you on this uh beautiful radio station morrison and saints uh, for sure, we have to get to good versus evil. Too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, what has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Adonis Garcia grabs the ball in the air, deep left center field. McCormick to the track, at the wall, it is gone! That is an Adonis Garcia home run from last night. Right after he hit that home run, he got plunked in the eighth, <laughs> got into a benches-clearing brawl. He even ended up uh, getting kicked out of that one. Luke, do you like that Garcia went after the catcher instead of the pitcher when he tried to start the brawl? I wonder what was said. I would like to uh, hear the mic'd-up version of that. Uh, I don't have a problem going with the catcher. I always heard the move was you have to kick the catcher down before you run after the pitcher because uh, the catcher's right on your heels. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, I... Listen, any way a baseball brawl starts, I'm actually perfectly fine with that. Uh, so I don't care how you decide to start it. Uh, but at the same time, it's the eighth inning of a game that you absolutely need. Uh, maybe not the time to get tossed from a baseball game. Uh, not saying that that's the reason you lose. Jose Altuve, the reason that you lose that game. Uh, but yeah, no, base- baseball brawls are a great way to break up the monotony of mm-hmm. July and August baseball. But man, in the in the ALCS, when you're playing against a team that's looking for their third straight World Series trip and their what uh, fifth trip in in six years or seven years or whatever it is, the Astros are the team that you need to get past. Uh, you need to keep your composure. That's what I think. Fair enough. Schwarber, a high drive into right center. He's watching. It's flying. Goodbye. Schwarber strikes again. 
That's Kyle Schwarber doing one of the two things that he does well. <laughs> hit a home run or strike, strike out. out. <laughs> the Phillies ended up losing that game, though, to the D-backs. They've now dropped the last two. It basically seems like whoever has home field in this series uh, gets the winner last night. D-backs coming back with a huge eighth inning, scoring three runs in that one to win that game 5-4. to four. With the series tied up 2-2, two to two, Luke, who's going to take the dub? Well, I can never root for a team that allows their fans and their uniforms and anybody to call them D-backs. It is the <laughs> dumbest nickname in sports. Diamondbacks, cool. If you want to call them the Rattlers, you want to call them the Snakes, Ooh. fine with that. Don't D-backs. 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 Uh, I've got a little soft spot for Philly, too. I just think they're fun. I like the way that they play. They're brash. They go out there. They... they they're Kyle Schwarber. It's it's I hit a home run or strikeout. I am fine for that. And you know what? Like I said, there are there are villains in baseball, and I know Bryce Harper uh, rubs some people the wrong way, and I know that the Astros rub everyone except for Dusty the wrong way. Um, but you know what? That was a fun World Series last year. Right. If we, if we get a rematch, I'm kind of okay with it. So uh, I I. I think the Phillies are are a little more hot and cold, so it's I think it's hard to say yes that they're going to be the team that, for the Diamondbacks to come out of a, a a division where you're playing against the the Padres with their payroll the way that they had at the Dodgers uh, with the success that they've had Braves. The, well, but they didn't play in the same division as the Braves, but the same conference. Oh, yeah. oh, you're talking about the Diamondbacks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Diamondbacks have been they're 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 fire tested, so I'm okay. Uh, if, if they win, but I'm I'm I would pulling for the Phillies. Me too. I I love it when the Fightins win. I just like Philly trash bags. I like those fans. <laughs> yeah. I want I want Philly to be close to winning a title in every. Well, and the thing is, year. if it's a rematch of Philly and uh, and Houston, I don't think it's good for like the national ratings and the optics. And people, oh, what's going on with the World Series? People don't want to see these days. I know they want the Dodgers and the Yankees. Nobody cares. It, I think it's fun as a baseball fan. Coach, four penalties for your team in the first half. Some that cost you. How do you clean that up in the second half? Well, there's some stuff going on out there, so we just got to slow it down a little bit. There's some things going on that aren't right as well, so we'll talk about how to handle it. This Michigan defense keeping Gavin Wimsett in this passing game in check. How do you adjust? Well, just got to keep playing. You know, In the game, we just got to keep playing. All right, thanks, Coach. That is the great Greg Schiano at halftime against Michigan, almost seeming to allude that maybe Michigan was doing something maybe they shouldn't have been doing. Mm. Michigan, they just suspended Connor Stallions amid an NCAA investigation uh, for sign stealing that the Wolverines were enacting. You got a bunch of former players, a bunch of big-time Michigan men coming out and saying, what's the big deal? Everyone should be sign stealing. That's what every team is doing. They're not cheating. Luke? Are the Wolverines cheating? Or is that why they're so good, or is it all fair game? Uh, look, sign stealing is one of the silliest things in the world. You come up with these elaborate systems of signs for a reason is because you're trying to cover cover up what you're doing. If you're not able to change your signs on a regular basis, I think it's kind of on you. I mean, if, if we weren't worried about it, why the signs to begin with? Wouldn't we just run the play in, figure out a better system for it? Um, so, yeah, I'm... I'm of the opinion that if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Because at the end of the day, if you really think that is the reason that Rutgers is not as good as Michigan, I think you're out to lunch. Yeah, I, I kind of agree there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd, li I'd like to say that, you know, everything should be done by the moral code and all of that. 
But guess what, man? The real world just isn't like that. It happens in business. It happens in, uh, you know, in pickup basketball. It happens in, you know, uh, your your church softball league. People are trying to figure out whatever advantage they can get. And if you think that people that have millions and millions of dollars on the line and the reputations of school on the line aren't trying to figure out a way to get around it. Bill Belichick, people keep telling me that he's the greatest coach of all time, even though he doesn't want to have a losing record that just keeps getting worse without Tom Brady. He was accused of sign stealing and nobody seems to let that stick to him. So, you know what? Do what you got to do, Michigan, if that's what you got to do. And I love the idea that Connor Stallions did it all by himself. He went rogue. He, he, Jim Harbaugh had no idea. <laughs> you went, know, you know those college coaches. They're known for yeah. being very laissez-faire. Yeah, but if you went out there and, you're, and, you're, and you had the most simplistic sign system, like if everybody goes, hey, just so you know, when Rutgers does X, Y, Z, like it becomes common knowledge and everybody knows it except for Rutgers, it's kind of on you, right? Like if you exactly. if your signs are too bad that people don't know how to like it, this isn't playing uh, this isn't playing cribbage with your grandma who can't hold her cards up well enough that you keep seeing what they have and you choose not to look because you want it to be fun because grandma's been so nice to you because she always took care of you when you were a kid and now she's you know she's on the way down right. uh, and so you don't want to cheat against her that's one thing. But you know what? When I played my grandma in Uno, you know what I did? It was I caught the reflection of the color of her card off of her glasses. Because I'm not letting grandma get away with anything. Okay. You know what? If you're holding if you're holding a blue two and I can see the reflection off your glasses, you're holding it too close to your face, grandma. That's on you. I'm gonna cheat. I'm winning, fair enough. Alright, Luke, time for my favorite story. My favorite story in the sports week right now, it's a little different. We're talking UFC 294. You got Volkanovski. He's taking on Makachev for the second time. Volkanovski took this fight 11 days ago. He had to drop from 181 to I think they're fighting at 145. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're weighing in at 145. They're not fighting. 155, I believe that's... that's... you lose all the liquid in your body, it goes out, you completely dehydrate yourself, uh, you drop a little bit of muscle mass, and then you rehydrate and you fight at what? So if you weigh in at 145, what do you think those guys really fight at? Well, I think I think they're 155. Okay, so either way, they weigh in at 155, what do you think they actually fight at? Because when's the weigh-in, the night before? Uh, it's Yeah, so it would have been yesterday, so I bet you Volkanovski probably puts on another 15 to 20, probably same thing with Makachev. Yeah. So they, they weigh in at 155, they both fight at 180 or 170. Right, but you have the top two. These are the top two pound-for-pound pound fighters, and Volkanovski wanted a rematch because Makachev beat him early on uh, in the in his career. He took the fight on 11 days' notice. Mm-hmm. No one else was willing to do that. Yeah. You got Usman, uh, Usman versus uh, Chimaev, too. That's the undercard. That's the co-main event. Yeah. Where's your money? Pretty darn Where, good. Uh... Where's your money? I know you get some action on this. I actually don't have any right now. Um, I might put a little bit on Makachev and Chimaev. They're both, um, if you remember Khabib Nurmagomedov, sure. I'm butchering these names. Yes, Khabib, you are. Khabib yeah, I, is the one who. Yeah, I know, uh, I, I, I know very little about UFC. I know that you're stumbling through this. Uh, I'm not stumbling through this. The names you are. The yes, the yeah, names. That's what I'm saying. I get how important the battles are. I'm mm-hmm. stumbling through the names. Yeah, it's like it would be like you calling hockey is what it feels like right now. You're like, all I right, so we have better at hockey. We have we have Finland. Well, yeah, okay, international hockey. You were calling Finland versus Sweden right now, and you're like, I recognize some of these guys from the NHL, but uh, there's a lot of names that really throw me off. Hey, you've got the pound-for-pound pound, uh, two best guys, and then you've got a former champion that dominated his own division, and then Chimaev, 
Everyone talks about him being on the come up. They're all students, at least Chemayev and uh, Mac. I'm not even going to try it anymore. <laughs> but the the two Russians, they're uh, or yeah. they're or they might be Chechnyans, but they're all from the Khabib school. And Khabib is right. the one of the best UFC fighters of all time. I can't wait for these fights. Okay. Well, Very if you're excited. if you're if you're with Will, uh, I will not be uh, watching either of these fights. But you can you can text Will about it if you want to talk more UFC. Uh, the Vancouver Ford text line. All texts on the fan are brought to you by the Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further before, during, and after the sale. Uh, they treat you right. Uh, visit VancouverFord.com. Uh, so do that. Uh, we need to get to hour two. There's some uh, the NFL is uh, a quarter of the way through the season. Uh, so it's worth NFL. Like we have we have a point where we can check in and go. All right, who's good? Who's bad? Who's ugly? Uh, what's happening? So I definitely want to talk about that. We do have uh, the uh, the little baseball tournament that they do every year. Which is fantastic. And then we have games around college football. I don't know if you know this. That's right. Uh, Big Ten. big. We're going to be a Big Ten station next year. That's right. We are going to be a Big Ten We're going to be a Big Ten station next year. Uh, there's a big game in the Big Ten, which has how many, how many schools in the Big Ten? Uh, 14. Are they going to stick with 16, that when they have 20 teams? Are they going to stick with it just because they like that stupid G.I.? Yes. Yes. Yeah, then they otherwise they'd have to pay a graphic designer like two hundred bucks a day to make a new one. Two hundred, two hundred bucks, period, a day. <laughs> That's true. Could you have big twenty? Like, and it's just big. It's not like at least the southeastern conference is generally in the southeast. The Big Ten. Well, that's why you have to be the Big Ten because they're the biggest conference because they stretch. Across. Well, isn't the Big Twelve bigger? Like, why numerically? No, I'm saying um, yeah. But Big if you're 10, the Big Ten, they go it... the farthest. I guess the, the Big, Big 12, Twelve used to be like what the Big Eight or whatever. yeah, they were like the Big Eight. Well, the Pac Twelve was going to be the Big Six, but there was already a Big Six, and then they went to the Pac Eight because they were going to be the Big Eight, but there was already a Big Eight. So the then they're like, oh, I guess we'll be the Pac. Mm, we need enough. to do better naming conferences. That's your good versus evil. It's brought to you by 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. Uh, their food is delicious. You should eat it. Uh, you know what? That's what you should do is you should call in some uh, Hawaiian food while you're sitting Ooh. here all day after your nap in the milk room. I might have to. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Get, get delivery? Yourself. Oh, yeah. Get some musubi. Get the Kalbi ribs and uh, Ina Burger. What Ooh. up? Not a bad way to go. So, oh, no. uh, you can order order right on their website, ate-oh-ate.com. Hour two of The Sinner and the Saint next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 